Ishtar Wellness, a program about women's wellness, with your host, Nadine Jacinto. Hi, I'm Nadine Jacinto. Welcome to Ishtar Wellness. This program is about healing and health, physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health and well-being for women and our concerns. I will introduce you to and have conversations with women who are in the healing and wellness field, women who practice and teach alternative, integrative healing modalities for the mind, body, and soul. I hope that you can take away nuggets of wisdom from their expertise and their perspective on life. Now, on to the show. I look at energy management, especially when I'm talking to to clients. I look at it in terms of four aspects, our physical energy, our emotional energy, our mental energy, and our spiritual energy. On today's show, we'll meet and talk to Donna Tumakder Esteban, a yoga therapist, dancer, and certified energy management and integrative well-being coach. She will tell us about her embodiment practice, energy management, the importance of our menstrual flow, and talk about indigenous wisdom and earth-based practices. Let's meet Donna Tumakder Esteban. So good morning, Donna. Hello. Or good afternoon. Hi. <laughs> I know it's amazing to be able to speak with you uh, in different time zones. So wherever you're at in the world, good morning, good good afternoon, good evening. <laughs> yes, Don. I'm just so glad to be here. Yes, thank you for making the time. I know you're very busy. Um, so thank you so much for making the time to come on today's program. And I'm, I'm talking to you, I'm recording, I'm in Honolulu and you are in Manila now. So we're in different parts of the world. And this is incredible to have you here with me for this program. Um, Donna, could you introduce yourself to our listeners and tell them a little bit about your background and your journey to women's wellness? <laughs> How long do we have? <laughs> make this as as concise as possible because you know when we talk about our journeys we can really um tell so many different stories about it let me start by saying it's my 10th year anniversary uh in terms of my work with women's well-being and menstrual health so I'm very excited about that. So I'm kind of like starting from where I am now and backtracking, right? Because it's important for me to really to, to really acknowledge that, that I've been doing this for 10 years. And the reason why I want to acknowledge this, acknowledge this is because in those 10 years, I have seen such a world of difference in terms of how we speak as women, how we take care of ourselves, the different ways of of managing our energy and even in terms of like uh you know using using words like menstruation and pleasure you know the, the, it was so different back in 2012 so i want to acknowledge that 10 years of that but my journey really started way way back you know in uh the year 2000, I would say, yeah, 1999, December 11, 1999, to be exact. 
And I know, I know this because there was an earthquake. And because of that earthquake, I started to dance. Uh-huh. And that, that really was a moment where I experienced stillness. Yeah. I've been meditating already uh, before that. But that moment when I started dancing, that was when I really experienced such a big opening inside of me. So you were dancing, but you felt stillness. Isn't that so contradictory? (laughs) And, you know, life, life is exactly like that, right? These, These tensions of opposites sometimes create that balance and harmony and not just balance and harmony, but that integration. So it was in movement that I found stillness. So that became really my practice, uh, movement as a form of meditation, dance, and eventually that led me to yoga. Yeah. And my experience with yoga is really from the lineage of Angela Farmer, who is, who is very well known in terms of bringing the feminine principles of of life you know into her yoga practice so I have been practicing in the style of Angela Farmer since the year 2000 but I met her only in 2015 studying and being mentored by her directly so so I went to Greece in 2015 and ever since that time I've been going like maybe twice a year or even thrice a year in some in, in some years until the pandemic, of course. So so yeah, so my journey okay really began in 1999 because of movement, which led me to movement meditation and yoga and really embracing the feminine principles of life. And then in the year 2010, I started also practicing a a yoga practice called yin yoga Uh it was in the early stages of yin yoga and i felt like it was a really good way for me to integrate the feminine principles that i am learning from angela's lineage and a more structured approach to yoga but what really opened up for me when i started practicing yin yoga in 2010 was the meridians the meridian the energy meridian system from the the philosophy of traditional Chinese medicine. And that became a very strong foundation for me in in understanding my well-being as a woman. Yeah. That's what led me to really explore my body, my interest in, in energy medicine. Okay. So that's why you call it energy medicine because it involves the meridians um, and the energy this energy system that's involved with with yoga and the feminine mm-hmm. principles. Okay, um, I don't know that much about that. So, um, could you explain to us a little bit more? Like, um, what do you teach um, when you teach your classes that involve um, the movement of? Do you teach yoga? Do you teach dance? Ah, that's that's a good question. <laughs> it, it's really interesting because it is, you know, I teach what I practice. I teach what I have experienced. And for me, it's all about embodiment. So another aspect of me that I really need to acknowledge is, is uh, my 
my acceptance and and my respect for indigenous wisdom and earth-based practices. Yeah. So one of the things that that we look at in terms of indigenous wisdom is really how can we find our medicine bundle? What is our original medicine? What are the braids that we bring into the world with us that is uniquely ours? And for me, my braids would definitely be embodiment because it is it was through my body that I, I experienced a lot of these very expansive externally and internally, yeah, internally and externally expansive experiences. And uh, it's also through my body that I get to know myself. Donna, now, that's one. Yes, go ahead. I was going to ask you, could you explain what the term embodiment means? Oh, that's a good that that's a good question. Thank you. Uh, embodiment is ah, it's awakening to oneself through one's body. You see, there are many dimensions to us as people, yeah, as human beings. We have our physical, our emotional, our mental, and also our spiritual dimensions, and all these can be portals to getting to know ourselves better. And for me, it was through embodiment. So it is through my body that I gain more awareness of who I am. And that then expands me in all the other dimensions of my being, emotional, mental, and spiritual. So embodiment for me, simply put, is really that awakening through the body. And, and that's what happened to you when the earthquake happened and you began to dance and you began yeah, to yeah. meditate with the movement. Okay. Yeah. So that's one of the braids that I bring in. And then of course, uh, the, you know, when you have braids, you have three strands usually, right? So my second strand is energy management. Okay. And my third strand is women's well-being. So these are the three that I braid together, and this is my unique offering to the world. Wow, that's it. Sounds um, really esoteric and beautiful. Um, could you tell us what energy management is? Like ah, your you know. It's interesting because when we talk about energy, a lot of people feel like, oh, it's so esoteric, it's mysterious. But, you know, when you think about it, energy, everything is energy. <laughs> you know, everything, um, when we look at energy management, at least when I look at energy management, especially when I'm talking to, to clients, I look at it in terms of four aspects, our physical energy, our emotional energy, our mental energy, and our spiritual energy. And simply put, like for example, physical energy is all about is all about the, the the food that we take in and the movement that we do, how we move that fuel throughout our body. Emotional energy would be um, how we manage our emotions, how how we manage our feelings. Yeah modulating the intensity and expression of these feelings mental energy we manage that through focus through creating focus through expanding awareness yeah 
through examining the stories that run our lives, what is our narrative? And of course, spiritual energy is all about connecting with purpose. My goodness, we so, a show with each of those topics. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. So this is very important for us to, to realize that energy is multidimensional. And so if we look at life based on my, my um, background as, a, as an integrative well-being facilitator, right, and, and coach, I look at these four aspects and see where are we now uh, over-investing or under-investing. So would that be the management aspect of it? That is definitely part of the management aspect of it. Now, I've also shifted from looking at it from like, you know, of course, we want to see it in terms of uh, in a compartmentalized way, because we want to be able to deal with it with a certain strategy, you know, and, and uh, in an organized way. But I'll tell you something again. One thing that I have realized, especially during the pandemic, is we cannot pick apart ourselves yeah, we cannot. All of these are interrelated. And so aside from looking at it in terms of these four aspects, I take a step back. Yeah, even a hundred steps back so that I can see the whole being, the wholeness of it. Oftentimes when we look at something, we only see the parts because we're looking at it too closely. So sometimes we need to lean back, walk back, so that we can look at it from a wholeness perspective. Well, that's so beautifully said, Donna. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I also read um, in one of the write-ups about you that you teach people about healing and the menstrual cycle. We mentioned this a little bit earlier. Um, uh -huh. And you mentioned... Um, one of the articles mentioned that you teach people about the concepts of divine feminine energy and inner moon cycle. Can you yeah. tell us about that <laughs> how that plays into women's well-being, which is like your third braid, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So thank you for presencing all my braids, embodiment, energy management, and now we move into women's well-being. First of all, I'm very excited that I could actually say menstruation out loud. We weren't allowed to even say the word. It was like a word growing up for me. Yeah, and in the Philippines, you remember you have to kind of like uh, create create code names when you are when when you want to take your your napkin and change your your pads for example yeah. it's like i heard people say okay i'm just gonna take my sandwich you know so it's like there's so much taboo around it but you know what that for me is exactly the driver why why i'm very very passionate about cycle awareness it is a part of our experience as women a very big part you know, let's say you menstruate from 12 years old to 50. That's a lot of days. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but more than that, though, 
what I am really focused on is the entirety of the cycle. The fact that women are cyclical beings. And because we are cyclical beings, there are certain, uh, certain things that can be unique for us women. For example, from a physiological perspective, our hormonal harmony, our hormonal balance shifts depending on what phase of our cycle we are on, okay? Uh, and, and because our hormones are constantly changing, this also affects the way we think, the way we feel, yeah? Our energy levels in each of the phases of the cycle are different. For example, when you're bleeding or when we are bleeding, we feel very internal, and then as we come out of the bleed, our energy begins to rise with the rise of estrogen and our confidence starts, starts rising as well, all the way to ovulation. And during ovulation, we feel very expressive because that's the peak of both estrogen and testosterone. Now, after you ovulate, estrogen goes down, progesterone starts climbing up. And progesterone is a very calming hormone. So things feel very slow. And because of that slowness, there's a tendency for us to become more sensitive, especially to our emotions. Yeah. And also our boundaries. And this is a great time to start saying no to things. And maybe there are things that you said yes to after, you know, during... Um, you know, pre-ovulation, you said yes to many things. And then post-ovulation, you realize, oh, I shouldn't have, you know. And then we go back into our blood phase where we are completely internal once again. So when we begin to understand that we are cyclical beings, then we can even reorganize and recalibrate our lifestyle to reflect our, our um our being cyclical yeah well so that explains why some days when you have your period you just don't want to go out or see anybody and you don't absolutely do things, you don't want to do your commitments <laughs> that happens to me it's like i don't want to show up for that appointment <laughs> yeah and that's uh, that's telling you hey maybe you said yes to so many things you know that, that during the first phase of your cycle you know right after you bleed it's an exciting time, you know, you, you're like, a, this is the archetype of the maiden, wherein we want to try everything, and we end up saying yes to everything, and then when it comes to pre-menstruation, you know, we realize, oh, you know, that didn't really matter as much, and this is, this is really interesting, because we can use our cyclicality to, to help us make choices in the way we live our lives, in the commitments that we make, in the way we manage our, our energy as women. Because there are some commitments you cannot say no to anymore because you've already committed, right? Yes, yes, yes. So you show up. You show up fully, fiercely, and apologetically. And then right after that, when that is done, you can go back and rest. You know, so so this is... This is really a, a very, very interesting way of, of being mindful. You know, mindfulness is such a big thing right now. Yes. Well, let me tell you, cycle awareness is mindfulness for women. You know, we cannot, we can, 
I just feel that that practicing mindfulness as a woman is not complete until we be, begin to mind our own flow, our menstrual flow, yeah, our cyclical flow. That that for me is very important. And another thing that's important that I want to share, Nadine, is that whatever symptoms we are having that are related to our period, that's information. Mm -hmm. So there's a tendency, there's a tendency to say, oh, you know, I have PMS and then, and then, you know, we take the, the, uh, we take uh, a painkiller or we just say, oh, you know, this is just PMS. There's a, you know, it's very, uh, what's that word? Um, we diminish it. But actually, if we really track it, it can tell us a lot about what we need to shift in our lives so that we can gain that get that integration, that harmony in our lives. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's such an interesting thought. Um, if I had known decades ago um, about becoming more aware of my cycle and reorganizing my life to manage it in sync with my cycle, I think I would have been a much happier person. <laughs> <laughs> No, it makes so much sense now, you know, I'm so glad that that women are talking about it. And I think it's something that younger women should, should, should know. Should Absolutely. And even like little things, for example, I mean, know, know your rights as a woman. I mean, dig up whatever policies your workplace has around your period. Okay, because one of the biggest problems is not absenteeism but presenteeism, because a lot of women, if they are having challenges during their period, they, they won't call in sick and say, oh, because I have a period, no. they're probably going to say something else, like, yeah, I'm sick, I have a headache, or I have a, I have a slight fever. That at least that's what I noticed from, from my own research and my own experience talking with women. Uh, but that's not the biggest problem. The biggest problem is presenteeism. Women showing up, okay, but are not in their full energy. Yes. And that's, yeah. And, and then they call it productivity loss. But what if, and I'm just going to throw this out there, but what if as women, our productivity is measured differently? You know, what we know now is a workday follows the cycle of, of men and their hormones. You know, because we're more monthly, they're, they're more daily. Mm -hmm. so, so what if, as women, our productivity is measured in a different way? You know, we know that after our blood phase, the experience of most women is that uh they they are willing it's like the power of possibilities that's how i put it we see so much possibilities and and maybe that's the best time to brainstorm because your creativity is in a state that is so open mm -hmm. yes yeah and maybe uh we can use the openness and expression of the ovulatory phase and use that as a as a chance to really pitch, you know, your pitch your presentations. I'm just saying, you know, our leadership style, our our working style, is also influenced by our hormones. 
So is there now a way to be able to see the wholeness of this and find ways so that we can integrate it so that we're not leaving aspects of ourselves behind? Um, Donna, why is integration so important to well-being? Ah, that's a good question. You ask really great questions, Nadine. I love it. Okay, so for me, for me, if you ask me, wholeness is where we come from and wholeness is where we are going to. In fact, from my perspective right now, and this was not always my perspective, it's just through experience, my own, and of course, the experience of, of the many women who whom I have coached as well, at the end of the day, we are already whole. We were never broken. Yes, it could feel like we are broken, that we need fixing and all of that. It could feel like that. At what I feel and what I've seen and what I've experienced is that we have never been broken. We are whole. It's just that we've made choices in our life that have taken us away from our inherent wholeness. So we want to now, from an indigenous perspective, this is very similar to soul gathering. We want to gather all these pieces of ourselves that we have kind of like left in various places, like maybe a previous relationship or your previous job, you left a part of yourself there or in the grocery earlier you know, because you had an experience. Um, so you, we want to be able to gather ourselves so that whatever happens, we show up as an integrated person. You know, we show up in our fullness. And sometimes it takes time, especially if we've had some trauma in our life. Sometimes we need to, to really focus on reclaiming ourselves. And that can take some time. Yeah, but with full commitment, when we start showing up for ourselves, then, you know, I've experienced many times that I am surprised by the way things show up for me when I make a commitment to show up for myself. I meet the right people, opportunities begin to open up. In fact, some of these opportunities were always there, but I didn't see them even if they were right in front of my face. Yeah. Because I was not showing up. Now, when you say um, showing up for yourself, can you explain that a little bit more? Making that commitment, really making that commitment to yourself that I am going to bring my full self into any situation okay let's say you have experienced trauma and you are in the process of reclaiming yourself parts of yourself that you have left behind have have you actually experienced uh, women who have been able to overcome the trauma and reclaim themselves and heal is it really possible because that we might have people listening who are feeling broken, as you said, or have that they have lost parts of themselves. 
have so I, I want to know have you seen people like that and have you seen them become whole again and heal from it mm. Mm. beautiful question well first of all the word heal and whole okay share the same root yeah mm-hmm. so healing is all about coming back to wholeness yeah and wholeness doesn't mean that the trauma will go away because that experience is already part of our our personal story but perhaps we can understand that trauma in a very different way that will help us move forward in life so in my experience it's not about forgetting the trauma it's not like okay i've dealt with this trauma finally it's gone no sometimes it will rise up but you might notice that, oh, it's not as intense anymore. Oh, but maybe the intensity is still there, but maybe the duration of the intensity and, and the duration of it is no longer there. Or maybe now you are more equipped to see this, this trauma as a teacher. Yeah. So, so this is very important because when we start our journey into wholeness. Sometimes we, you know, I mean, social media is very helpful in a lot of ways, but a lot of times also it sets unbelievably um, impossible standards. Like, okay, just drop that, you know, drop that belief or, you know, forget that. It's, It's very unique for every person. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. And one's personal journey towards wholeness, towards gathering oneself okay we're the only ones who can curate that what we do need the support of others i have i believe in 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 knowing your allies you know for example for me i speak from experience i mean i i was diagnosed with depression in 2019 and that's already after years of of meditating practicing yoga teaching and then suddenly I find myself in this situation where I couldn't even get up from my bed to brush my teeth, you know? And when people would tell me, oh, meditate some more, or go out into the sun and ground your feet. All I wanted to do was to like, you know, throw things at them because that's not what I needed. <laughs> no. I mean, how can I ground my feet and stand up in the sun if I couldn't even get out of my bed what i needed was somebody to to carry my leg one at a time out of bed and to to guide me to the toilet so that i i mean to the bathroom so that i could brush my teeth and wash my hair you know what i mean yes, so no. so it's I <laughs> it's not a good place to be oh my exactly God. Exactly. So what I'm saying is that we do need our support. We need our allies. Yeah. So so know who your allies are. Know whom you can call. Know, know who you can run to. Know your sisters. As a woman, it's very important for us to have our sisters. Yeah. I, I really honestly believe in that. Yeah. We thrive when we ask for support. So 
while we are healing and like what I said, everybody's journey is unique. You know, we can lean on the expertise of people. We can lean on their friendship, on their love. Yeah. And then also to support that from an indigenous perspective and an earth-based practice perspective, you can support that with ritual, with ceremony. Now, even just offering, for example, uh, if, if there is something that you want to soften in your life, like let's say a perspective that you want to soften in your life, maybe, maybe invoking that in water. Because water as an element has a has, has a you know has the power to dis soften and dissolve things. I mean, even rocks can can be carved by water. Yeah. So we can invoke the element of water and make an offering to water. Or maybe if there is something that that uh, you really need to let go of in your life, you can invoke fire. Do a fire offering, write down whatever it is and put it into the fire. Now, will it go away immediately? Probably not. I mean, after the fire ceremony, don't expect, you know, it, it's, it's a very high expectation for things to disappear immediately, right? But what it will show you are opportunities for you to be able to, to, um, to be able to burn <laughs> what it is that you want to burn. But fire also transforms. So if you put things in fire or through fire, it transforms into something else. You know. So when we talk about earth-based practices, it's also drawing from, from the wisdom of the elements. Yeah. Donna, why did you become focused on indigenous practices and faith practices? It's in my blood. It's in my lineage. My grandmother is a, uh, well, not my direct grandmother, but my grand aunt. She is a, a healer. And, and so that's when I realized that it is in my, it is in my lineage. I am Ibanag and I am Tagalog. Uh, and, and also... I have been adopted into, into other lineages. Every Thursday, I am with elders, women elders in a talking circle. My Thursday, their Wednesday. And these are elders from, from North America. And they've become my teachers and my mentors and my guides as well. I, I really believe in indigenous wisdom. I embrace it because we are all indigenous. When we talk about indigenous, it's really... It's, it's, it's about being from the land. That's what it means. Indigenous is about being from the land, from the earth, and we all are indigenous. This wisdom is all part of us as human beings. That's so beautiful. Um, it's so beautiful. Because we do take it for granted that we are part of the earth and we're part of the earth. And it goes to our, our primordial origins. Yeah. And you know what, Nadine? The more I track and mind my, my menstrual cycle, the, the stronger my relationship with the earth becomes. Because our mother earth, okay, our great mother, she's also going through the seasons 
in a larger scale because it's yearly, right? But these same seasons exist in me monthly. Oh my yeah. God. I never thought of it that way. <laughs> Isn't that beautiful? That is beautiful. Yeah. So when I am, for example, the more I mind my menstrual flow, my menstrual cycle, the more in touch I am with the earth and vice versa. And this is why I moved to El Nido, which is a beautiful place in the Philippines on the island of Palawan. In, in, in a way, it's so that I can be closer to nature, so that I can observe her seasons, so that I can observe the ebb and flow of the water, the growth of the trees, what is growing right now, the flowers that are blossoming, you know, the direction of the wind. And, and that has allowed me, being in nature, has also allowed me to grow my appreciation for my cycle. So it's not just one way. It's, it's a, it's a two-way relationship. I'll give you a, a very specific example. Uh, I've always loved trees. I'm a tree hugger. I, I've had a relationship with trees. I communicate with them regularly. I tell you, you know, whenever I go to Greece, I talk to the trees and tell them all my worries and my problems and, and my joys. And if those trees can talk, I'm screwed, you know, <laughs> you know, but when I started living in, in El Nido, and I'm like right there, right smack in the middle of nature. Wow, it's just my appreciation for these beautiful creatures just grew, grew a thousandfold. And now I know how, how intricately and intimately woven we are with each other. Uh, yeah. Another another story that I wanted to tell last year during my birthday, we climbed a a cave. It was an archaeological site. Well, it is an archaeological site. They found bones of uh, of people from like six thousand to nine thousand years ago, and so we climbed the the cliff face. We climbed that whole cave all the way to the top, and it was really really. I mean, it's steep. It's limestone. It's sharp. And then on the way down, my husband, you know, congratulated our daughter and he said, wow, we conquered that. And it just made me stop. And I said, no, you know what? We didn't conquer the mountain. We had the mountain as an ally so that we could go and, and so, so that we could go up. So even my language is changing from that very like, okay, I am the owner and the, the you know, I dominate. I, you know, we have dominion over, over the land. That has shifted so much into, yes, the earth is my ally. I am, I am a steward of the land. And, you know, all these plants, these animals, they exist not for me but for themselves too. So I appreciate their sovereignty because I am also learning about my own sovereignty, my own agency. And because we are both sovereign beings sharing the same space, you know, the land, the plants, the animals, the trees, the water, you know, 
we're all sharing the same space. So we need to be able to find a way to work together as an integrated being. Thank you so much, Donna. That's such a beautiful message. It really is. And thank you so much for your time. Is there a way that our listeners can get in touch with you if they want to take your classes? The best way, the best way to get to know, you know, get get to know the um, the work that I do, or even just to say hello, is through Instagram. So you can find me at Inner Moon Wellbeing. Okay, and I will yeah. include that in the notes for the show. So at Inner Moon yeah. Wellbeing, yeah. So that's that's one way for people to find me, Inner Moon Wellbeing, yeah. Well, thank you so much, Donna. I really, really feel honored um, by your presence in the program. And I thank you so much for your time and for sharing your wisdom, your knowledge, your experiences with me and with our listeners. And I hope we can invite you back to future programs because we need to talk about each of those wonderful concepts in more detail. <laughs> we squashed it. I know. We have to do it again. <laughs> Well, you have a whole series, uh, you know, there's, there's so much to share, but also there's so much for me to learn. And I love speaking with people, I think in conversations, through conversations, uh, we can, conversations are our teacher too. So thank you for creating this, this conversation. Thank you, Donna. And I'll see you again soon, hopefully talk to you again soon thank you okay bye thank you thank you bye bye thank you for joining me nadine jacinto on ishtar wellness i hope that you enjoyed today's program and that you can join me again for more healing conversations with women in the health and wellness field until then take care You've just heard Ishtar Wellness, a program about women's wellness. If you enjoyed today's program, please click that subscribe button. Thank you.